You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad that you tuned in today, and you're going to be glad too, because today's podcast brings Tori Bass into the conversation. Hey, Tori, welcome back. Hey, Ben, glad to be here. Man, I love having you on the podcast. I, you're you're a good collaborator for me. You're pretty uh, quick on your feet, so you don't need like a, which, you know, that I'm flexible, seat of my pants kind of guy. So people come into the podcast and they sometimes expect like uh, a pretty elaborate, like, you know, path forward. And I'm usually smiling saying, all right, let's go. <laughs> You're good with this, and I love it. Look, I've had fun the past couple of times. I look forward to having yeah. more fun now. All right, so our agenda today, man, let's talk about it. We're going to talk about community, and specifically podcast listeners. Here's why Tori is in, in my office today. On Sunday, I preached about community, and I'm, I made a few comments in the sermon about small groups, about Sunday morning small groups, Sunday school classes, what have you about the value of community in those groups, right? That's where a lot of Christian community happens, which is one of the reasons that if you're not a part of a Sunday school class, man, I really want to encourage you to take that next step and take it soon. You need to be in community with Christian brothers and sisters to be getting the most out of your walk with Jesus. Well, anyway, I made some comments in the sermon Sunday about small groups and community. Well, Tori, you and I had lots of conversations last year about this because you launched a, a new small group, a new Sunday school class in November of last year, roughly. I think so. And um, the kind of the core group for you came out of my Sunday school class. And so you and I talked a lot about, you know, you know what my hopes and dreams were for these people, these families that I loved. You know, what were your hopes and dreams? But one of the core values for you was you wanted to create strong community in that class. Like you guys wanted to do stuff and try to create these legitimate relationships. Now, I also know that this is just part of your DNA, right? As a as a leader in the workplace, I've seen you create culture that was strong, strong community priority there. And so in this podcast, let's just talk shop about community and church. You ready? Yep. All right, so let's dive in. Uh, why don't we just start kind of with the obvious thing, like why was this such a big deal to you? Like last fall when you said, hey, I really want, man, I want this class to connect. I want to be in, I want us to be in our homes together. I want to have them in my house. I want to be in their house. I want us to do, I want us to know each other. I want community. Why, why was that such a big value for you, Tori? <clears throat> you know, I think it really is this, is this simple for me is that, uh, man, life is hard. And I think that when uh, personally, I have this great desire to connect. Yeah. And I think we need to bring people into our lives. I, I think that, uh, you know, next to Jesus Christ, the, the greatest gift that God gives us is each other. Yeah. <clears throat> and to, to fully understand that, to know that I'm a better me when there are good people are around me to support me, um, you know, I think that was essential. So w- within our class, there was, there was really three initiatives. Number one is simply to do life together. I mean, like I said, life is hard, but life can also be good. It's easier when you to celebrate when you have somebody to, to win with, right? So... So that was, that was one. Two was this real sense of community outside of these walls. Is, and so we're being very intentional about that as a, as a class. So at least once a month, we're getting together. We can talk about that a little, a little bit more from a practical standpoint in a second. And then third is to engage scripture together. And uh, so those are the three things that we want to try to do as a, as a class. And I think so far, six months in, you're right, we are learning uh, on how to do those things. But it's been, it's been a, a fun journey so far for sure. Yeah, so, so I think... Uh... 
You guys are almost six months old. Happy. I'd love to have you back a year from now and see what else you learned. But let's just dive in. Tell me the mechanics, right? So I want you to imagine this story. Imagine that there's a small group leader listening to the podcast this morning, Sunday school teacher that looks up and says, man, I want to lead my class into stronger community. I know Brick sent all of us Sunday school teachers an email this week encouraging us about this. Like, okay, that's good. Thank you, Brick. Good. He had some good comments. But let's imagine that there's some Sunday school group leaders listening or key leaders in their own small group who says, okay, I'm not the, I'm not the group leader, but I want to facilitate this. We want to learn from you, Tori. What does this look like on a Sunday morning? And what does this look like the other days of the week? Yeah, I think so from a, uh, from a Sunday morning specific standpoint, Man, I think there's just this level of vulnerability that we want to bring into our, our class where we can lower our walls uh, to, to allow to invite others in. Right. So the conversation becomes real. I would say that in a, in a classroom setting that we probably spend the first 15 minutes of, of our time together talking parenting. Yeah. That seems to be one of the biggest challenges that, that, that our group is, is facing. And so, so I love that. In fact, some of my class spent some time in, the, in, in Sean's cafe class on boundaries on parenting. Yeah. We've been able to unpack some of those things together. But again, for me, it's about, it's about lowering your walls enough to say, hey, this is a place that feels safe and, and a building community that, hey, we can, we can open up with each other. So I want to slow down on that. I, I want to like pause on that point to make sure everybody heard it because I mean, I've been teaching Sunday school. I'm 45. I have been teaching Sunday school since I was 18. You know, my pastor in Sugarlock asked me if I'd teach a class when I started following Jesus better. And uh, I just kind of stumbled into that. And here we are, man, you know, over two decades into teaching Sunday school. And it's just become part of my, I don't know, I love it, man. It's yeah. been part of my, my DNA. So I have a, I don't know, this matters to me to have healthy small groups and healthy groups. What you're talking about right now is not the normal experience, right? Uh, to lower your walls to be vulnerable in class. So let's talk about what that looks like. Some of the groups that I've been in over the years and some of the groups that I've led over the years, if we didn't have that kind of approachability, that vulnerability, um, when you're having your prayer requests, you know, how can I be praying for you? And the answer is, man, we're all good. Hmm. Or you find a very safe, sick person. Here's what I mean. My dad's got some tests coming up next week at the hospital if y'all would pray for him. Well, if you think about it, like that's a fine prayer request, no problem. And it probably is a concern. But we're nowhere near really getting to the heart of what God's doing in a person's life right now. Why are they not comfortable telling me that? You know, why are they not comfortable looking at the rest of their group and saying, hey man, honestly, right now, I feel like I'm blowing it as a husband and I don't know what to do next. Or, man, I have really been struggling with anger. I cannot, I, my, my fuse has gotten so short. What happened? So nobody's sharing what's really what they're really struggling with. You know, sometimes we're just sharing the surface. But why is that? I don't have a good answer to that. Actually, I, I you know, I think for me it was it was it was important. And I don't know the average size of the of the Sunday school classes today, but it was important for me that, that we start with a relatively small group. Yeah. And so I think it, it felt safe just because by nature some of trust. the size. Yeah. yeah. I think there was some some level of trust there, uh, for sure. But but I think that uh, when you see one person do it, it gets easier. Yeah, it starts it starts happening a little bit more naturally. Yeah. Right. And I think group size probably is part of it. I think the two fundamental things, like number one, I think you have to have a high context of trust. Like I've seen this abused. I've seen people share uh, something that was really personal, and then members of the class, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally, 
you know, spread that information around, maybe in the form of a prayer request. Hey, y'all be praying for Tori. You know, he's really mm. straight. Or, uh, which is not appropriate, by the way. You know, and I tell sure. my group all the time, listen, if it's shared in here for our prayer time or what have you, it needs to stay in the room, right? Because that, that trust is huge. But the other thing is not just, so that trust is outward, right? I've got to trust you enough to tell you and be open. But there's something inward as well. And that's just like, for me, my own sense of self-esteem, identity, and pride. Like if, if I am in a broken or vulnerable state, I worry about what you'll think if I tell you I'm not perfect. And I can't let those walls down because I have to project this hypocritical image of me um, as the ideal Christian. And sure. I think so sometimes there's some stuff that Jesus has got to do inside me so that my pride is been, has been put aside and my self-esteem depends on Jesus, not you. But some of the, So number one, in the class, you're creating a context for more openness, sharing, uh, a little bit more vulnerability. I know that your your class is not lecture led. You guys, y'all, you're facilitating a lot of dialogue. That's right, man. That's a struggle. We, we need to do a separate podcast one day, not just with you, but with other great teachers about how to. Because I talk to Sunday school teachers all the time that say, "I want that," but I ask a question and it just falls on silence in my room. You know, so how do I create a culture where anybody will speak into it? Yeah, I think I think so far we've uh, we've I've been we've been blessed from that standpoint because our group is very comfortable sharing. Uh, but and to your to your previous point though about about opening up and creating that, I do think it does start with with the the individuals that are selected to, as the leader in, in the room. Uh, I think this idea of self reflection to understand that hey, I'm just as broken as everybody else in yeah, this room. Right. So I think if, if I'm willing to let my guard down first, yeah. right? If I can show you that I'm willing to be vulnerable with you, then maybe you're more likely to open it up with the with the rest yeah. of the class. And so I I personally never had a a, a problem with that. I'm an open book. Probably, uh, probably uncomfortably so for some. <laughs> but, yeah, but I have no problem sharing what's going yeah. on in my in my you life. You know, those leadership like leading with a limp. You know, there's a book, and I haven't read the book, so I can't tell if it's good or not. But that's just a title that stands out. But this idea of leading from a from a standpoint of vulnerability, where the leader is willing to say, "I'm not perfect. I can lead out of my weakness. I'm I'm willing to tell you where my mistakes were." That, that's a great step in the right direction. I, I think also, though, to, to gain comfort in the classroom in your more formal setting, yeah. man, it really it starts for us, and that's why it's been important to, to build these relationships outside of the room. Okay. Uh, you know, I've been able to, to, to play golf with a number of the guys in, in our class. We have a, we have a, a golf contingency in our, in our, in our group. <laughs> Some. So, you, you know, I'm, this is a joke because the last time I stuck my head in your room, there were plenty of non-golfers yeah. sitting in those chairs. But I said that your class came out of my class, right? Primarily, the, the, some of the core families, with one exception, came out of my, my old Sunday school group, right? Sure. Um, and I, I laugh about this. I'm like, what was the founding principle that put all you guys together in my mind? Golf. Like, <laughs> I just kept, I'd call you and you say, oh, I'm riding back from a golf tournament with these guys. Or, you know, or I'd hear you guys talking about playing golf. And I was like, these guys need, I mean, this, is, this will be great for them in the season of life they're in. And Tori is the right leader for them. <laughs> <laughs> so it started on a golf course for me, I guess. Well, look, it's it's expanded from there. I'm saying that those environments give us the opportunity to be more comfortable with each okay. other, though. And so so certainly we have, we have people that, that are not golfers yeah. uh, in the room. Now, uh, I am uh, fortunate that, that our room is is competitive. Yeah. Uh, so, but look, when I say we've gotten together once a month, uh, you know, look, we, we in in, in uh, I guess it was November. We were we were together packing uh, boxes for Operation Christmas Child. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, have, and having tacos. It didn't have to be this incredibly formal sure. meal. It wasn't we, a we, steak dinner. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a steak dinner. We we took the uh, we, we went. Our group went to uh, uh, Matt Langford's aunt and uncle owned Charlie's Catfish. We went to a, to a restaurant in, in, in Ellisville. 
highly recommend Charlie's Catfish to those that may not yeah, be familiar in Jones County. That was only County a Thursday road. night, wasn't it? it, was it? A, th- was something it? like that. I think they're Thursday, Friday, Saturday is when, yeah. they're, when they're open. But that was a good, easy thing. Uh, again, because my competitive nature, I'm likely to kind of go that that direction. So this Saturday evening, uh, the, the whole class is coming to the house, and we're having a couples cornhole tournament. I knew it. I knew it. I was you hadn't told me that, but I was about to say cornhole, cornhole. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about throwing some darts as well. Yeah, uh, when, we, when, we, when we get there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it, it really is the, the goal is to simply break those walls down enough to to be comfortable enough to to play cornhole with each other, so that when we get into to the to the room or when just doing life and something and, and it's, life matters. Yeah. To know that I can I can okay. text a group and have somebody pray for me, and that's when that's when it's so much more than throwing a cornhole bag. Yeah. So that that group text is probably more valuable these days than we would think for community, like for being able to say, "Hey guys, just keeping an active." Communication, say and pray for me. Absolutely, um, and 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 I think you can see that you're getting closer and closer to real Christian community when some of those texts aren't, "Hey, pray for my uncle." When those texts become, "Pray for me," you know, sure. when we're willing to say, "This is what's going on." Uh, Tori, the once a month, right? How do you guys facilitate? Do y'all just like in Sunday school? Do you just look up and say, "It's your turn." What do you want to do? Or are you and Amy playing in that every time? How's it go, man? No, definitely not. It's a, One of the couples in our class is going to step up and say, hey, let's do this or let's do that. It, it doesn't have to always be in our home. I actually took my family bowling yesterday. I thought, hey, this would, this would be a great <laughs> let's opportunity. Go bowling. Yeah, let's, let's go, go bowling. So it doesn't matter necessarily, necessarily what it is. But I, 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 that's been refreshing as well to have each couple say, hey, we'll do this. Now, a couple of times we have hosted, yeah. uh, and I'm happy to do that. Yeah, but uh, but at the same at the end of the day, I I do want everybody to get comfortable opening their homes up and saying, hey, let's let's uh, let's, so let's be together. For somebody that thinks, man, I'm not a party planner, I can't come up with a, with twelve good ideas. I just want to I want to emphasize something you said. You really don't have to. When when we're doing community well, it doesn't matter what you're doing. I mean, it could you you could be you could be sitting on the back deck for a Saturday morning coffee and brownies, and that's it. You know, you could come for a prayer meeting. You could go play cornhole. You know, you could meet in the park and take a walk. It doesn't matter because the Christian community is not about what you're gathering. What you're gathering around is Jesus and his body, you you guys, each other. So it really doesn't matter, like, are we packing Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes and eating tacos? Are we going over for a Sunday lunch? Like, to me, I would almost encourage people, you'll be demotivated to take these steps if you feel like every time you do it you got to you got to clean the house spick and span you got to order something expensive you got to you're not going to you're not going to say yes as often if it's difficult so man just have pizza and tacos right like like because what's what's important is the the people gathering around each other not so much what you're what you're gathering to do yeah i, I think people get get stuck there because they do want it to be so so perfect and uh, you know like when, when the last time the group came to the house amy uh amy put a, a pot of chili on yeah you know it was it wasn't an incredibly formal meal yeah. uh, we ate out of paper bowls you yeah know, it wasn't i've heard you say hey top hot dogs on a paper plate yeah it just it just doesn't matter the, i'm the, glad you heard that yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's i say that all the time in the south with mississippi hospitality man it's so hard to get people to agree with me on that but yes yeah. yes don't that's, don't make it more difficult than, than it is the, right. the goal is to be together for yeah sure. and so you know one of the things we run into a lot of classes that are meeting i mean if your class has been meeting for 15 years right you look up and say sure a new class like tories can start with that dna but what about my class where we have you know we've already kind of had this pattern and that's just not something we do but i want to do it where do i start you know if you're the group leader it's easy right you you shape the culture of your group if you're not the group leader you know, my advice would be you could talk to your group leader, but but you know you might even just start by having a couple of 
couples over. Like just invite a few folks from your group over to the house. Uh, if you're a singles class, just invite your, you know, invite a couple of your friends, whatever. but just invite a few folks over uh, for a low, like low expectation type lunch. Just enjoy hanging out, hear each other's story, you know, and I think, I think those things are terrific. I'm going to give you one more thing that will help create vulnerability. Tori, this is the best thing I ever did. Um, and I need to end the podcast. I'm looking at my timestamp. You know, we got we to gotta land the plane. So I'll say this, then you get the last word. How about that? Sure. So in class, you've been enjoying the, the extra openness and vulnerability, the honesty, right? One of the best things we ever did in my small group to create that is a couple of years ago, and I'm about to do it again. I just took a, I took a postcard or a piece of paper and I wrote down all the dates for the Sundays the next three months. And um, I passed it around the room and I said, hey, would you be willing to share a five-minute version of your story, your testimony with Jesus? You know, it could be your salvation or it could be more recent events. But just let us see who you are and what God's done in your life. What's important? And people just signed up for a date that they wanted, right? And... So every Sunday, we'd start our Sunday school class, class with this five-minute thing. Okay, hey, guys, it's Tori's turn this week. Tori, man, we, we respect you. We appreciate you putting taking the time to put this together. We're all yours. You would share your testimony, and then we'd take one minute and say, all right, Tori, thank you for sharing. Does anybody have anything they want to say? You know, How did Tori's testimony speak to you? And once everybody shared their story in the room, number one, we didn't know each other as well as we thought we had. We were really blessed to hear fundamentally what God had done in people's lives. But then number two, it's amazing how many walls that sort of brought down. You know, how much, how much more comfortable people were speaking after they'd heard you know, the, the challenges or the path that another person took. I would recommend that to every small group in our church. Yeah, I love that idea. I, I, I mean, I think that, uh, again, just how intentional you were about saying, hey, here's something we're going to do together. Yeah. And I think that, that in itself creates safety. Now, again, it's it's whoever goes first, it's, it becomes safer <laughs> for the one that goes next. But but I guess when you say say land the plane, you know, for me, Ben, it it ultimately is about this the, the, this great need for support. Uh, one of the one of my favorite biblical images of this is 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 Moses when Moses is, is fighting the, the, the Amalekites and he raises his arms, but ultimately he grows weary and becomes tired. That what happens is is Aaron and her come alongside of Moses to support him, to lift him, yeah. to lift him up, right? To hold his arms up and ultimately victory is, is won. And so I just love the idea of, of breaking those walls down enough, getting, getting uncomfortable to get comfortable, to, to allow these people to come into your life because, man, we all need this. We need people to come beside us and lift us up, to raise us up, and to, to carry us when we're weak and to celebrate with us when we, when we win. And I think that that's the goal we're trying to create in our Sunday School class. And, and I, I hope that we're doing that. I'd love to come back you know, a year from now or two years from now to, and kind of tell you how it's going. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for being with us today, Tori. I appreciate your time. Yep. Podcast listeners, let's create authentic Christian community. Let's get started today and see what God does over the next year. So I hope that you will bless your small groups with this. I hope you'll bless people who sit in the pews around you with this, but let's just transform the church more and more into the image of Jesus as we keep taking faith steps forward. I love you. If this podcast episode was encouraging to you, why don't you share it with some people that you love? Why don't you share it with your small group? Thanks. God bless you.